This week, a restaurant in Philly cancels some employees, and people on the internet try to cancel Joe Rogan for the four billionth time. You're listening to the Fake Outrage Report. Hello and welcome to the Fake Outrage Report. Yes. Where we decide for everyone in the quarantined world how they should feel about every issue. Uh, this is what we do. You know, they uh, we were doing this before the quarantine, and we continue to do it after because we are essential workers. Uh, we have not right. been deemed essential by any yeah. official organization or entity, but I think we have done enough for the world that we should be able to deem ourselves essential. Really just ourselves. And that's what we're doing. We anointed ourselves essential. During, during this time. Yeah, well, right. comedians are definitely essential in society, period. So, yes. You know. Laughter is the best medicine. If that's what we're calling ourselves. Anyway, and anyway yeah. it's safer medicine than uh, hydroxychloroquine or injecting yourself with bleach. So I think laughter of the medicines that have been mentioned in the crisis. Laughter is pretty I'm much glad. in the middle. No, no QTC elongation, no heart arrhythmia. I'm glad we, we, we cleaned that. Uh, cleaned. I'm glad that we cleared that very low bar of being safer than chemicals to inject into the body. <laughs> That's yeah. wonderful. Uh, oh, my name is Phil, by the way, and Sandeep is the guy who started the show. The third voice yes, today me. is Cody O'Dell coming to us from Texas. Hello, Cody. What's going on, guys? What's up, How are y'all? And Cody, you are in, well. uh, you're in Austin, I believe, right? Yeah. How, Austin, how are um, things in Austin right now? As far as just like... Uh, the comedy scene and stuff, you mean? Well, I'm just, I mean, the, the or world... Or just in general sense? Just the, well, the apocalypse hit the world a few months ago. Is the apocalypse <laughs> also in Texas? Uh, well, first off, I've never been happier I left New York City. Uh, <laughs> me, me, me too. But I am... Uh, are you in Connecticut right now? Yeah, yeah I'm in Connecticut, I guess, huh? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, dude, I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely still on limited basis here mm-hmm. i mean it's like it's muted uh there's a lot of social distancing still t- still happening mm-hmm. but things have have phased open so it's like i think uh right now most places are operating at like 50 percent capacity um okay. and so yeah that's that's kind of where it's been but uh as far as stand-up goes i don't think there's been any places that i'm aware of that have have started doing shows yeah. again it's it's pretty fucking dead on that front, um, which sucks. Well, for stand-up, so. too, you, you need to have, like, a small compressed room full of people in, like, very close proximity. Yeah. So it's, like, it's going to be probably the last thing to ever come back. Part of me hopes it fucking kills off part of the scene, but that's a different conversation entirely, <laughs> uh, I think. And Sandy, if you're in New York right now, where uh, is New York kind of how I left it? Is it still apocalyptic there, or is it getting uh, a little better? Phase 2 opens today where you can have outdoor restaurants, Yes, apparently. Okay. Now, all the bars, you could always serve takeout, so mm-hmm. all the bars and restaurants are pretty much having like windows where you can just order food, and yeah. people are just kind of congregating out there, but now officially, if you have sidewalk tables, you can put them out. Okay. Uh, that started today, so I haven't been to any sidewalk tables. We'll see how it goes. Right. Slowly but surely. Slowly but surely. <laughs> there we go. So, okay, uh, Cody, you are uh, you have a new uh, show that you do every week called The Sarcasm Orgasm. Is that right? Yeah, that's my podcast. Um, that's uh, I've it? been putting it out. It's, I'll be coming up on a year here. Uh, okay. Not Legit. I haven't been uh, putting it out at uh, the intervals. I've been more uh, this year, uh, but... Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, I have guests. It's kind of a entertainment theme, um, so I, I have a lot of comedians, and I have uh, musicians. Uh, I've had a magician on. I've had uh, just like a ilks entertainers of all kinds of different ilks. That's gonna be like tough to, to have a magician on a and... podcast because it's like, oh hey, so he <laughs> he just surprised me. Like you have to like, explain all the tricks. He just showed me a card. Well, this... Like, 
Seven of Hearts. Sort yeah, of. in this case, uh, this is in this case, he's my best friend. He's he's kind of like a jack of all trades for the podcast. He's mm-hmm. he's sort of like a producer for me. Uh, okay. But I, he also is a guest uh, periodically. So yeah, Wait, this is a um, magician. He he. That's one of his his uh, his tricks. He's a uh, he's the type of guy that he's just not. He's like a super talented guy. Whenever he does something, he just goes all in on it and, and gets really good at it. And uh, and that's so yeah that's kind of how he became a magician because when he started out he sucked and then like after like a year he was really fucking good and he would like people would uh I can cuss on this right by the way I, oh I yeah of course we, okay, we, we yeah. encourage you. Uh, <laughs> yeah no but uh yeah after a year he was like really good and he's like he now he goes and he'll do like little gorilla shows uh and people are like uh it's uh, you see those reactions it's hilarious when you know how the trick is done but other people are like. You're just kind of laughing because I'm like, I, I know what's what he's doing. People are just really people want to believe in that book, kind of like, like oh my god, fucking devil, man, you're possessed. Like, shut up. Oh, is that now? Is that a Texas thing? I've never heard anybody ever explain a magic trick that way. Uh, I I would say people freak out sometimes. Have you seen like David Blaine or whatever? <laughs> yeah, of course. People lose their shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, but um. Uh, yeah, man. I don't know. All right, so check out the sarcasm. I'm smoking a little weed. Just so you know. Oh, <laughs> nothing wrong yeah, with sarcasm that either. Orgasm. Sarcasm right. Orgasm Podcast. I try to put it out once a week. Uh, so check it out on every platform. All right, entertainment and magic theme, apparently. Uh, Sandy, Excellent. do you want to do mine yeah, or yours first today? <laughs> let's get into some outrage. A uh, 11-year-old clip of Joe... R- this next from comes from social media. It just comes from the internet. Yeah. I like this. You know, sometimes, outrage sometimes originates in different places. This is just mm-hmm. from the internet. Yeah. And specifically, an 11-year-old clip of Joe Rogan's podcast surfaced. <laughs> By the way, why this clip and not another clip? And I couldn't find the rest of the podcast, but it's an 11-year-old clip, 40, 47 seconds, where Joe Rogan is uh, uh, has a guest on his podcast mm-hmm. uh, named Joey Coco Diaz. Yeah, he's, like, he's a very a, common... Recurring guest for the. I, I'm not like a hardcore Rogan fan, but I do watch a lot of his clips, and I think he's pretty good. Uh, he's like a good buddy of his, and so he's on pretty often. Okay, okay, yeah. good. Thanks for that. Context. Joey Diaz, yeah, he's a comic. Uh, okay, yeah, he's a comic, and he mm-hmm. he's been around for a, a while. Yeah, yeah, he he looks old, uh, and he apparently <laughs> was a Booker. He seems like one of these like really old school comedians in his in his speech and everything yes and he apparently was a booker at the comedy store in la he was saying in the clip that um he would have people suck his dick to get on stage <laughs> and uh people have to supply him with cocaine to get on stage and he, oh, t- yeah. told, a, he told a story about one particular um comic we didn't name who's like she's like she was blonde and she used to like give me coke and I, i'd make her suck my dick and go on stage and after a year she like kind of bombed out of comedy and wrote him a letter calling him a cocksucker he said it in a very, you know, Joey Diaz type of Brooklyn yeah. type of uh, Well, technically, she's, syntax. she's the cocksucker in this case, if we're, right. we're going to really, yeah, um, okay. So the the, <laughs> the actual clip, I, I know it was a 42nd, seven second clip, but I don't think anything was really taken out of context, though mm-hmm. you really want to hear to make sure he wasn't being like, hey, I'm about to say, like, it wasn't set up like, yeah, we're just going to tell some bullshit stories or anything. But he's like, yeah, you got to suck my dick to get up at... The belly room. I'll make that call for you. That's fucking gateway to end of Hollywood. Everyone knows that. And then Joe Rogan's like, how many girls did you do that to? Uh, or how many girls did you have do that? And Joey's like 20. And then Joe Rogan laughed. Wait, he kept, like, ha, he ha, kept ha, ha, count? He kept a tally? Like a little, little, little tally yeah. in his locker? Like a little, 
Well, it was probably a roundabout estimate. I mean, I'm... <laughs> Sorry, then Joe Rogan laughed, and then Joey Diaz shared the story about some blonde comic who gave him cocaine and sucked his dick every time he got on stage. And yeah, she was like, yeah, she was she was terrific. And, so this clip is from uh, 2009, correct, or 2008, something like that. Uh, they just described it as an 11 year old clip. Jeez. So yeah, it should be around 2009. Wow, that's that's crazy. So this this um, is still Obama. So people are mad about this shit. Apparently, very mad. There, this is surfacing now, and apparently the the Chris D'Elia, who's another comic who, um, yeah, a 16 year old shared text messages that he was like trying to get her to come to his hotel room. Yeah, and she was 16, and then um, some other like 19 year olds shared some text messages. Anyway, that 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 story came out a few days ago, and it seems to be. In that spirit that this clip was shared. Because a lot of the Twitter outrageous yeah. references. Well, dude, the, the, the Me Too movement has gone on a fucking rampage this week. I mean, they uh, they, they took down uh, Chris D'Elia. That's because they can't stand Black Lives Matter still in their shine, let's be honest. <laughs> All right, so go, go ahead. I'm serious. Yeah. And so, let's see. Who else did they, they try to take down this week? They're, they're trying to take down Jeff Ross now, another comic. Uh, somebody tried to take down... What? Yeah. Somebody tried to take down Bieber last night, the Biebs. And that one, will. That I don't think that's going to happen. He's too powerful. I mean, he's just, he could have you dead by sunset. You don't fuck with Justin Bieber like that. He's too big to fail. Yeah, he kind of he kind of is one of those one of those guys um, who, even if he did do something, which, you know, I have no information either way on that, he he's backed by, like, Disney. They could just pull his accusers aside and be like, look, uh, here's, like, three mil. Now please shut the so, fuck up forever. You know, that kind of thing. Can I interject? Is that cool? Oh, yeah, uh, that's why you're here. So I'm curious, like, to go back to the Joey Diaz Joe yeah. Rogan thing. Isn't Joey Diaz gay? I thought he was gay. Am I, am I, am I off on that? Uh, I thought he was gay. Not that I know of. I mean, I, I haven't... Okay. I don't, I'm not I, that familiar with Maybe I was thinking him. of a different comedian that's, like, an older guy, like, old old guard guy, but, yeah, I don't know. Okay, that, that was... I was just curious because I thought that... Uh, <laughs> I thought he was gay. So I was like, why was he even getting women to suck his dick? It'd be like funny he, uh, if he was, and it was like a pure power thing. <laughs> like he's, Dude, he's like, I'm, he's like having her do it, like while she's at, she's I there, think, not even enjoying this. I right think now. that 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 dynamic, like it's like it's it's actually rarely about power. It's usually about sexual gratification. I think more so than anything. Yeah, for, for the guy, well, he's just leveraging his his. Uh, well, no, it, you know, it totally is. But I'm saying that because, it, like, if he were gay, it would be it would just be a power thing. It would just be a pure like. Oh yeah, in that case, <laughs> like just because it'd be funny. <laughs> Yeah. You know, imagine, yeah. imagine that. Imagine getting someone to suck your dick because you thought it was funny. <laughs> As a power move. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, what, yeah. That's that's retarded. I mean, I can't say that. So maybe blurt that out on the podcast. We we, we say worse okay. shit in here a lot. Um, okay. So I, yeah, uh, we got to be really careful about what we say. So Sandy, is there anything always, else uh, about this story? I mean, I, I don't know a whole lot. Of, it's just a, it's a 45, 40 second clip from from eleven years ago, right? What yeah, people and people are trying about? to get Joe Rogan canceled. There's a hashtag yeah, now cancel Joe that. Rogan movement uh, going on based on this. Yeah, they've been trying um, to cancel him for years. They're never going to. So I wish I had the kind of time these people have <laughs> to go do go back and do this kind of shit. Yeah, seriously. Like, how much fucking time do you have on your hands that you're going to go like? Because that's the, that's a deep dive. Let's be honest. Like, Rogan's podcasts have always been like long for you. How many hours of, of podcasts they have to dig through to find like some little piece of bullshit to get fucking mad? Oh, about, dude, dude it, it had to take at least weeks, if not months, for sure. Because I mean, those, like you said, these are I mean, three and is... four hour episodes every time. Yeah, exactly, and always. And they, they went back to oh nine, so that that means that you someone listened to like thousands of hours of this guy's show, hate listening, just to try to maybe find one clip so they could like hang him with it. 
You know? Why do I get the feeling, though, that the people that, that do this, that, that complain and like go back and find this shit, that they actually are obsessed with Joe Rogan? Yeah. Like, because you have to be obsessed with somebody to go back through that, comb back like that, over that, and then grab something so obscure. And then this is like a grabber by the pussy moment uh, tape because he was laughing at Joe Diaz, right? Apparently. Yeah. It was Joe Diaz that supposedly said the negative, like the shitty stuff, right? Is that, yeah. is that, the, is that right, Sandy? That's right. So That's he was right. just laughing at it, right? Right. So that's this is like a grabber. He's by like the, the George moment. Bush Jr. or and whatever. The, this character. is this is where the hypocrisy of the left becomes so fucking obvious. You look at the um, the grabber by the pussy woman, and then uh, Biden was accused by a woman of her, him grabbing her by the pussy. Nobody gave a shit. Yeah, that, yeah, like, that went away real the, quick. The shiftiness of what people get mad about. They don't even have. They don't even know what hill they're on. Because the, mm-hmm. it's always a shifting. Well, uh, and the thing ground. is, I don't, I don't think it's exclusive to, to the left. By the way, but what people do in general no, these in days, this case, in this context, it is. Yeah, absolutely, it is. Yes, but I agree with you. The, I, I agree with you. Well, no, because what you're trying to say is, oh, let's cancel Rogan, but like, oh, Biden's okay. You know what I mean? And so the yeah. thing is, like, what people do, and this goes for, you know, it doesn't really matter what people's political stances are. What people do is that they like to work backwards from their conclusion. They like to go, oh, I don't like that person. So when they slip up, we're going to hang them with this. And so they, they always try to, um, like, it happened to another example, like Roseanne. Like, a lot of people were trying to cancel her for a while before she got canceled. Rogan's another one. And so there's a lot of these people who... It's and that's those are I mean Roseanne's probably more of a right wing example, but like I think you know, I think the Biden example you just gave was the perfect one, to where they just give him a free fucking yeah. pass. But yet if it, it, audio clip, an audio, not even actions, a, a a verbal audio clip, okay, from eleven years ago, they're trying to put on like a like a bigger pedestal than actual accusations. Like it's fucking crazy. I mean, it's the you know this is yeah this is sexual harassment. This is not appropriate to demand blowjobs for stage time i mean that that's right. the that's well, the naturally but the, to ask for them is fine though, though. <laughs> <laughs> if you ask nicely as long as you don't demand them if you, you as long as you <laughs> yeah say, say please uh, you know no, um, you know what's funny i actually i at the creek in the cave bro back way back this was probably like 2017 we were there one night i remember i met this girl i don't remember her name she was uh, like a card carrying feminist though and uh she told me she used to suck dick to get guys to come to her shows and I'm like, okay, well, that's you know, not even for sucking stage dicks time? out here to for audience. For audience? <laughs> wow, some people are well, really. You know, I, I understand that a little more. I mean, to 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 get to to go to a bringer show as an audience member and you have to pay the twenty dollars and two yeah. drink minimum, and I mean that is well, worth the blowjob. Yeah, I, yeah, I just no, think I it's agree. like. <laughs> I just think that women have power in that situation too. Their power is their sexual power. They're, they can, they have power too. And that's I mean, I, 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 you know, this is, it's not, I, I, I was uncomfortable. I don't think it's cool that uh, people should be bragging about getting blowjobs to put people on the, on stage and bookers should not be Agreed. doing that. And yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I understand the outrage at Joey Diaz. I don't like it against Joe Rogan here. Rogan, I, I, yeah. yeah. It's ridiculous. This is a four hour conversation. It's ridiculous. You know, it's hard to it's hard to have a four hour running conversation and really, um, really think about everything that you're saying. I, I learned this from this podcast. Like when you're in <laughs> conversation with people, it, it you cannot put a, a filter on that kind of thing. And I, he's laughing. He's not saying he did it. Um, there is some condoning of it, but he's again, it's it's in the context of a conversation. And this is not, and this is also nine years old. I don't like the I don't like the idea of then now it's to the point where you have to go over 
conversations from 10 years ago and take a clip where someone's laughing about someone yeah. saying that they're doing shit that, by the way, definitely happened 10 years ago and everyone knew that. Uh, I, mean, I mean, the whole thing today. is with Me Too, it's like now we got the, we understand like now there is everyone's going to be. I think we live in a better world where because now everyone's understanding what's appropriate and what isn't. But yeah, though everyone knows but that ten years ago, everyone. twenty but years ago, we? they weren't. But are we though? <laughs> are we? Are we? Like I'm like that's a legit question. Are we? Because it's so the the one thing I don't think anybody acknowledges is all the gray area. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't take a context of a of a ten year thing. There's certain things it's okay to say in a certain time that ten year. There's things you could have gotten away with saying ten years ago that people would have laughed at. That now, I, I mean, I've done stand up for ten years, so yeah. right. you know, the, I've seen that shift. Uh, yeah, over too. time, and it's like like things you could say then. You there's certain things you can't say now. So if you right. take Something that was okay in that time, in that context, and then yeah. put it in the current context, you know, like L- Lenny Bruce, you know, probably I, t- I used to just blast inward on stage nonstop. I'm sure I, I, if I uh, remember correctly, like his act, it's like, of course, I wouldn't be okay now. But if you look at the times, right. it wasn't that wasn't the same sort of, you know, dynamic in society. So I, I don't think you can apply. Maybe if it was in like the last two years, three years, maybe, you know, it's like then I would say maybe, I don't know, but it's, I mean, it's so Me ridiculous. The whole movement was necessary because we knew that this shit was, this shit was happening. That's why the movement had to happen. Yeah, And I right. think you want to, if you're going to focus your outrage, it's the people that did do it. If you're going to even do it. So Joey Diaz should be like, hey, dude, like. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you who I'm outraged you, at. Anybody yeah. that believes their viewpoint is beyond reproach. Yeah. <laughs> anyone yeah period no i'm with you 100 percent. i i think also um what what you guys were saying is absolutely right because what people are doing is they're taking the standards of the present day and they're applying them to people's actions from other eras and that's kind of not fair you know what i mean and i'm not again i'm not saying what fucking joey diaz did was right if this is true what he did that's obviously fucked up um but yeah you're what you're asking people to do is go back through all time in fucking, I mean, you you have to literally just cancel fucking everybody. And you know, people will always say, "Oh, that's the slippery slope argument. That doesn't really apply. You're not allowed to use that argument." It's like, nah, actually, we fucking totally should because, you know, again, not saying these things were good, but they were, I guess, more accepted up until what three years ago, like you just said. I mean, are you surprised though? Because context is never really considered when in outrage. <laughs> no, it's not. Love people. It yeah. never is. But let's focus on the outrage as it pertains to. Um, Rogan, because it, with Diaz, that would be legit outrage, slam dunk, especially if it's true, especially if people come forward in the next few weeks. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, um, then isn't okay if that's the logic? Then if if Rogan was laughing at that and that was awful, even okay. No, time, let, let, let me finish though, because you're right. Okay, it, the thing ahead, is though, as it, as it applies to Diaz, sure, but as it applies to Rogan, he's not he's not the one that did it. Okay, people were acting like Rogan was back there holding the girl's hair, shoving it in fucking Joey's fucking crotch wall, you know. In the Rogan's fucking Billy Bush, bro. Comedy store, exactly. Yeah, no, no. Rogan's, Rogan's Billy, is Bush. Billy Bush. Exactly. So the, the, the thing is, Billy Bush is that, got fucked. I guess the angle they're trying sure. to take is, oh, because he laughed at it, that means he was complicit, or so like, because that is the angle that fucking people take, and that that's obnoxious to me. Because I got accused one time. Um, I, I used to host a late night, um, Lower East Side like dive bar, not dive bar, but like a regular bar open mic. And there was this girl that yelled at me one time after the mic because I had this guy on stage who was doing, like, really racist and, like, rapey fucking jokes. And she's like, yeah, because you didn't immediately light him as soon as he did one of those jokes. You're complicit in all actions. Um, or, oh, she yes. didn't say actions. Oh, it was this woman. She, she didn't say actions. It was our she, friend. But, but was... yeah, but she said, like, yeah. you're complicit in, in those things. And I'm like, no, fuck, I'm not. Okay? It's a, like, it's open. It's an open mic. 
And so it's the same thing. Like, Rogan is having a conversation with another person. So to try to hold him responsible and cancel him for someone else's fucking actions, or uh, let me rephrase that, someone else's alleged actions is fucking absurd. Yeah, and also, the, I think the nine years ago makes... I mean, it's, it's, it's these are four hour. This is hundreds of hours of conversation. And I don't think anyone's going to do a podcast for 20 years after hundreds and thousands of hours of conversation that's going to that's gonna hold up. And I think this is the kind of shit Oh, that dude, there's shit from last year that, that you could fucking hang me with if people, if people gave a fuck people about should, me. Yeah. People should be given the... Um, the latitude for evolving like they shouldn't be put in like a box that whatever you believed in any certain point that you can't be a better person and that's antithetical to prog to the idea that we could ever have progress because if you don't think people can actually change their minds or be uh swayed to see things in a different way that's maybe a more open idea progressive yeah then you're fucking you're fucked no then you're you're not even believing you're going you're going to achieve your own objective which is a self-defeating way to look at it i was going to say though I, I think that what you laugh at matters because you're seeing that with rogan it's like this is and 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 to take it a step further when we talk about comedy right now and we all know out on the fucking mics the shows everything what people laugh at is people judge you based on that like they judge you based on what you laugh at yeah so like that's why you see i think a lot of uh white people now because i think white people are just uh really trying to pander to uh, a lot of things that I've been talking about for years. You guys have been talking about for years oh, yeah. as far as black lives matter and shit. And I'm like, Oh, now you're on, on board. Thanks. Like where the fuck were you, <laughs> you know, after Eric Garner, Philando, all that shit, you know, people it's, yeah, I don't know, man, well, the thing what, is, but what you were laughing at is, is what I'm getting at. Well, and, and actually I'm glad you brought up the point. Cause there's one time where I was at a, like a, another lower East side divey bar open. mic. I was doing a thing and I did like a, like a, I talked for a few minutes about uh, trans stuff, which is a very touchy issue to a lot of people. And the thing is, you know, uh, like nobody was really laughing, but you could tell that people were like listening. And then right after, yeah. after everybody was done, a bunch of people, not really like like in a mob, like one after the other, people were like, oh man, good, you know, good stuff tonight. Good job. And I was like, mm. yeah, I just, I didn't feel like I did good because no one was laughing. And then this girl who was there, who by the way is a fucking comic and this drives me crazy. She's like, oh my God, you were so funny. And I'm like, oh, but like, why weren't you laughing? She's like, oh, because I didn't want to offend anybody. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, fuck you. Seriously. That's uh, not your risk to take. I'm the one who's taking that risk there. And, and that, I think, Cody, dude, what you're saying speaks to that culture we've created where people are afraid to laugh at shit now, which is well, insane. Well, I'll give you an example from, from my act. Yeah. Like, I have a joke from New, from New York that I wrote, and it was like, um, apartments in New York have a number and a letter, usually. They don't do that in Texas, so it was new to me when I got there. It's like you know, scene one, a two B I'm like, yeah, it's fine in theory. And then until you move, you're the first white guy in your building and you move into three K, you know, and that's an observational (laughs) joke, right? That's an observational joke. That's just like, that's not me making a comment on anything. I'm just saying it's fun. It would be funny, funny, right? It's, it's exactly. And, and people will not laugh at that, especially Mm -hmm. white people. And I started tagging that bit because I would see black people laughing. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. but I'd see the white people not laughing because the white people are almost like looking over at the black people. Oh, like, they are. are they laughing for approval? Cool? Oh, is are we it good? Okay, okay. Oh, 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 oh I, I'm it's not like, going to lose so, my, my woke one of the good one cards. They don't exactly I, yeah, like. I'm a card carrying virtue signaler, you know, like fucking just laugh well, if you think it's funny. It's like stop and that's the thing, worrying from, if you're going to be judged from about being it, New York for bullshit. so long too. I learned but, that like but up, we do get town, judged about it. I'm sorry. Like uptown, where all the black people are, they don't give a fuck if you make those kind of jokes. In fact, they like that kind of no, shit. As long as you're not up there yep. actively calling people the n-word, like saying people should be right. back in the fields, they don't give a shit. They're having yeah. fun. They know what right. real struggle is. It's the downtown fucking white people 
who were like, oh, that's offensive. Yeah, have never actually struggled. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's offensive. We're going to cancel you. You're Telling us yeah. about the struggle. <laughs> no, no, it's yeah. oh, that's the thing. Whenever, that's another thing, too. Whenever someone lectures me about my white privilege, it's always somebody who's whiter and with more privilege than me, it, which is fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. But that's a different conversation. Um, anyway, so as far as the, the Rogan outrage goes, um, I'm going to fake outrage because I don't think he deserves to get canceled for the words of somebody else. So... Yes, I'm going uh, fake as well. I guess if that's is it real or fake, we yeah, decide which yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah. It's definitely it's definitely fake. I mean, the outrage is real, but it's over fake bullshit reasons. <laughs> yeah, we're calling <laughs> it fake outrage. Yeah, I agree. I I think the outrage, if it was directed at Joey Diaz, I think that's it I, would that's make legit. Sense. Like I I think that's yeah. that's fucked up to well, have to do that to people. But it's the wrong yeah, person it's, to attack it's the in wrong that person. But, and the but people he has the higher leverage. And just like you he said, makes twenty five yeah. million a year podcasting. He's yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, it's like right. it's like you said too, Cody. Like, well, like we were discussing earlier, people they take somebody they don't like and they look for something actively to cancel them with. So that means some little little dickhead found this clip and was like, "Oh, this is the thing. We're finally gonna get him now, guys." Like they didn't listen yeah. with the intent of being entertained. They listened with m- sort of malicious intent, which is again, fuck these people, fake outrage. Uh, it's a gotcha. It's a gotcha sort of uh, like uh, sexism, racism kind yeah, of. Yeah, exactly. You know, gotcha. Um, gotcha. So anyway, moving along here, um, we, we we did the the internet one, the large scale one. Let's do a, let's do a local level one here. Uh, this one comes to us from Philadelphia, which is I want to say, Sandeep, this is a city that's been getting on the board on this show. We've had we've had a bunch of Philly stories in the last year or two, and God bless them for supplying them. So this comes to us from a restaurant in Philly called Porta, which is like a famous nightlife slash restaurant, which I assume, and I don't know this, I could be wrong. I assume is like their equivalent of like Tao or Lavo, if you're familiar with any New York uh, high-end nightlife. So <laughs> they pissed off a bunch of people last week when they put up a, put out an Instagram post saying that they are looking to uh, hire people, hire new people when they reopen and uh, to send your resume in. And all their current employees and a lot of current customers who I are probably friends and regulars and all that with the... Um, with the current employees, saw that and got rip shit fucking pissed. And just, you know, hundreds of comments deep, just lit these guys up, jumped right on them. Uh, and then after they, after they, they did, after they, you know, got screamed at on the internet, they actually put out another post saying that, oh, no, 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 it's our current staff, they're going to be the first ones that we're going to allow to re-interview. <laughs> Which pissed off more people and made the people that were already mad more mad. Because what they're saying is, oh, your job that you you lost uh, because of this the the pandemic, uh, it's not guaranteed for you, even if you're still here and you want to come back. Which that that's, I mean, I gotta say, I'm gonna tip my hand a little early on this one because uh, I'm a guy who works for tips as well. Like that is some bullshit, man. That is crazy. Um, but they were, they, but I thought they they weren't they weren't hiring back as many people as were furloughed. Yeah, well, they were, that's so not they, everyone could have. That's their what job they then. said. They're like, "Oh, well, we're going to restructure." Um, but the fact that they were even re-interviewing people is like that. that you know the movie Office Space? That, that's like what it's about. It's about like uh, when, when they, they, they should have just picked the twenty people to rehire and not made them re-interview for their jobs. Yeah, that sort of thing. Well, and, and by the way, you are right because I imagine, and I don't run, run restaurants. I don't know shit about that. I imagine that things are going to be different for a long time, and that things are like you know. Um, standard operating procedures and safety measures are going to be a lot different um, than they've been over the years. Um, up until now, like things are going to. So I do understand that some job descriptions and responsibilities might have shifted a little bit. 
Um, but yeah, they, they shouldn't be, they shouldn't have put out a, a public post saying send your resume in before they at least, you know, phone, phoned or emailed their fucking current employees. That, that's crazy to me. Because, and look, I, I'm sure that some of the employees were jerk-offs and might have deserved to not come back, but, you know, you, you deal with that, especially if it's like a non-union place, which most restaurants aren't. It's like, dude, just fucking fire that employee. Don't, don't hide behind this veil of, uh, oh, we're just gonna, we're shifting responsibilities and we're gonna do a, a re, redoing of the restaurant, we're renovating, or whatever the fuck they were saying. Um, Sandy, what do you think about all this? I mean, I generally don't like to get involved with a, a business and who they hire and who they don't want to hire. Yeah. And so I feel like the, the bar for me has to be pretty high on outrage. Mm-hmm. And if they're like, well, you know, we're not, if we have a hundred employees, we have to bring back 20 and those people are probably going to have to take a pay cut and we're just going to re-interview. I think, it, I think it would have been better if they just called everyone and, and said that instead of putting out this thing. <laughs> yeah. But, but should we, do we really need to be getting into the minutia of how this fucking restaurant operates? I mean, I, mean, does it, does I, it, I don't know anything about the bar? that. What's that? I don't know anything about that. I just said I don't really know much about operations, but it, it isn't really... It, does it cross the line where we have to fucking be outraged about this restaurant and I think it's, get into the, the gritty details? It, it, I think it's of, less in the, in the way it's operated, and it's more in the way it was handled. You know? Right. To Co- me, it's the same. That's the Cody, same you thing. Cody, have you so. worked for tips, Cody? Oh, yeah. I, I, I drive... Uh, uber eats right now I've been oh doing it okay so long. yeah i mean you you, yeah. you 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 get it and you're kind of in that same service uh realm and you know i definitely am so you know how, yeah. how do you feel about the uh this situation here in philly you know i mean i feel like the outrage is probably definitely to a degree justified mm-hmm. um however i don't think it's at the right like party i feel like if <laughs> anybody if there's anything you should be outraged at it's at our leaders who shut the whole fucking world down you know i like i don't <laughs> I mean, seriously, and you look at where I, I'm the type of guy, dude, I always look at like money as far as like mm-hmm. with this sort of shit. And from their standpoint, they're they're a business. Their whole objective is to be profitable. So mm-hmm. if they want the best of the best and they put that out there, you know, I mean, it does suck. But the whole world's different. I hate I don't I, I I'm trying to avoid that phrase. The the new you know, normal. I don't, I don't like saying it, but it's it's certainly like we're seeing a world that's going to be very different mm-hmm. from what it was and uh, how restaurants operate is changing. It's going to have to. They have to adapt or die. And it's like if that's what they think is the best strategy for their business, they want to create competition for servers so you get the best of the best, which is essentially what they're doing, mm-hmm. then – then I can't fault them for wanting to try to like maximize their profits. I, guess, I, 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 I agree say. with you. And I, again, I can't fault them for the, the business. What a refreshing that. capitalist answer. Finally. Yeah. I always feel like the if, biggest if, asshole. <laughs> here we go. Um, yeah. No, and by like the this. way, th- this type of thing is going to be happening fucking everywhere. This is just the one that came up yeah. when we were looking for stories for this show. Um, and, and, and you're right. I think adapt or die is one way to look at it. And I just think that I hope that employers and employees have better lines of communication over time. So things don't get this out of hand. Cause this story, by the way, wasn't just like one article. This is like a bunch of like fucking newspapers and news stations from that area that covered it. So like it was, you know, it was something that was the focal point for at least a few hours in that city. Um, so it, it's the sort of thing where this needs to be avoided in the future. You know, employers need to say like, Hey, we're not going to reopen or Hey, we have to change things a lot. So we're going to, you know, 
shift people. We're going to keep as many people as we can. But they, they didn't do that. They, they did this the wrong you way. You know, not only, not only is it from the standpoint of, uh, like, uh, looking at the empl- uh, your employees, you know what you can expect from your good servers and your bad servers. Mm-hmm. Maybe the interviews are kind of like, uh, you know, every NBA uh, player at the end of every season does an exit interview. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, it's like, what maybe it's about getting on, like, getting a feel for what all of their employees that are still interested in working their plans are, what they're thinking mm-hmm. they're going to do. You know, there's there could be more, have been more to it than I think, than just uh, they're trying to be, like, making you know asshole money moves that they don't give a shit about their employees i i think they probably do to a degree i mean you have to if you want to run a good uh, business and you don't give a shit about morale then you're an idiot yeah 100 I mean, percent. Um, as far as the average goes uh you know i have to stand up for my my brethren and sister in that work for the individual dollar at the time i gotta go legit outrage sandeep uh yeah you know i don't it was like a saying i don't think this meets the threshold of what you, you you should not be getting in the business of how some uh, private business what does how hires back their employees in this crazy corona world. I just feel like it's Well, but here's the thing though. It's, now it's, you're right yeah. that they're a private business, but they put up a public post about it. So I think once once you're putting it on social media, it be it's no longer that private of a matter. It's a public matter. No, no it's a public matter. I'm saying for for whether people should make it put any of their any of their business to to comment on how a business hires or fires or uh, okay. get, hires part of people back. I don't like it. I think it's fake outrage. Okay. Cody, you're, you're the deciding right. vote in this one. Tiebreaker. Well, well, I think there could be some uh, other components about it too, some unemployment components mm-hmm. maybe because I I know someone here in Austin. She works at a restaurant um, and it's like a work program where they she's been working, but she's also still able to collect the federal benefit and all that. I don't know how that works with the restaurants, but – I could say that maybe them hiring new employees saves them money over keeping current employees that they could potentially be having to pay unemployment to or having to uh, increase insurance premiums on that. I don't know. I think that there's probably a lot deeper, more uh, valid reasons for them to have done it. I don't know that they did it in the best way, but I still got to agree with Sandy Bonnet and say fake. All right. Okay. I'm outvoted on that one. Two to one. All right. You you guys just, I, you, you hate, you hate the service industry. You guys are right. (laughs) Uh, Anyway. So it's, so we're getting towards the end. This is where we always ask our guest, Mr. Cody O'Dell. Is there anything that you are currently pissed off about, outraged about perhaps that you want to let some steam off on before we go? I do. Actually, absolutely, I do. <laughs> <laughs> you better believe it. I didn't know I was going to get asked. I'm all excited. Mm-hmm. No, uh, I want to just read a quick thing here. Uh, so oh, you, you, you brought, it's, uh, you brought, it's from uh, the New York Times. Oh, oh. It's right. I, I, you, just, you just asked me, and I knew immediately what I wanted to do. <laughs> all right. There what we go. Say. Um, it's from the New York Times, and uh, it is, uh, it's, a, it's an article about Joe Biden. Oh, um, and, and so it's ridiculous when we look at some of uh, what's going on in the world right now. Uh, a lot of what's going on in the world right now and where money's being put and where that money's being funneled to um, in terms of the Democratic Party and uh, mm-hmm. some of the candidates that they're that they're putting up. And, and for um, for Black Lives Matter, you know, I think uh, when you take a lot of when you take a legitimate outrage about something. Yeah, a very like there, there is no more legitimate outrage than what what is the spark for what Black Lives Matter. Oh yeah, murder. What started bad. Black Lives Matter? That's, there's yeah. no, there's no more <laughs> legit outrage than that in the, that exists, Definitely. right? So, but they powers bet B know that, so they know that they could use that outrage and kind of steer it in a direction that could benefit them. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's what a lot of people realize, but um. There is definitely, if you look at Act Blue, which is a uh, super PAC that uh, is associated with Black Lives Matter and their funds of where 
they're funding basically Democratic candidates across the board, mm-hmm. um, which, you know what, is fine. And I'm sure a lot of people that donate to BLM are absolutely fine with it going to the Democratic Party, right? Um, that's that's cool, right? But uh, I wanted to read something about Joe Biden from the New York Times, the Democratic candidate for president of the United States <laughs> uh, right. in 2020. Uh, okay. the, the title, this is this is last year, by the way, Cody, New York Cody, Times. sorry. Before, before you start, we're, Phil, I got to go. So, like... That's fine. Like, re- That's read this. Fine. We're yeah. going to edit this part no, no, out. Uh, we can check. No, no, we no. Check. I'll just finish the show with just oh, Cody, right. and I'll do the intro. Don't worry right, about right. it. Right, right. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Okay. Sunny Yeah, I don't off. All right. Step on any toes, by the way, yeah. if, uh, if it's not cool. Um, well, the, the the New York Times, it said, uh, lock the SOBs up, Joe Biden and the era of mass incarceration. And it's... Uh, I just took a little quote from the article okay. from the New York Times, and it said, uh, he must answer for his role in legislation that criminal justice experts and his critics say helped lay the groundwork for the mass incarceration that has devastated America's black communities, that he worked with segreg- segregationists to write the bills. This is the New York Times, okay? Um, what the, where the fuck is the... Uh, maybe it's not even outrage. I'm, la- I'm outraged at the lack of the outrage, I guess, is probably what it's more about for me. Yeah. Um, it's like... Um, the man that literally probably the systemic problems we're talking about is the man that could be argued is as responsible as anyone. I mean, you, you, the, out of his mouth himself, he'll say every major crime bill since 1976 has had the senator from Delaware, his, their name attached to it. And guess what? All those crime bills post Nixon and the drug war start, the starting of the drug war, all of that, that's the, the biggest systemic problem is drugs. That are illegal in this country federally oh, 100%, dude. still, and and nobody is. It's 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 upsetting for me because I I think there's a lot of legitimate outrage that's just being directed at the wrong things, and it's fucking bullshit, man. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the the you know. Oh, by the way, just for the reference, uh, uh, I'm a white guy from Connecticut, mm-hmm. and Cody is a a blue eyed white guy from Texas. So I don't know if we're the best people to be commenting green, green, on yes. this. Other oh, green, whatever. And, and, but um, uh, okay. I yeah. do think that, yeah, you, you're right. That the whole war on drugs thing has been a goddamn colossal failure. And it's definitely something that is part of the whole, you know, BLM movement. And the, they're talking about the systemic uh, problems and the racism. Uh, yeah. A hundred percent, man. I think, I think that that's probably one of the most legit outrages anybody's ever brought. It's like, that's like a top 20 or so. Ever on this show? Cause it, I mean, the, the man that you're voting for, most likely, for a lot of... Because remember what he said, if you uh, don't b- vote for Joe Biden, you ain't black or whatever. Like, are you fucking kidding me? I, I was just talking to uh, DT about this, Derek Thompson, yeah. the other day on uh, my podcast, Sarcasm Orgasm. And yeah. uh, I, he was saying... I was like, yeah, that was like his Hillary hot sauce moment. You know? well, like, and the, thing, the funny thing, just, too, terrible. is that he was doing that to try to like secure the black vote and pander to the black vote. But then, you know, oh, yeah. it, it's almost like you can tell how disconnected both of the major parties are from regular people. Oh, dude. Because, dude, I, I, you know, we, you and I, not to not to jerk ourselves off, Cody, but we, we have a fair amount of black friends, do we not? And I think so, and yeah. They were the, Probably they were in the New ones, York, I have more black friends than white friends, yeah. honestly. And, I mean, they're, they're the yeah. realest fucking people. And the thing is, these fucking... They were the ones posting all the memes making fun of him the next day for it. And then if you want to extend that even further, it's you know, the thing last week with the... Uh, the Pelosi with the the fucking hat and the robe doing the kneel thing, and the and mm-hmm. all this stuff, it's pandering. But the thing is, like, people aren't stupid. They don't want to be pandered to. They, they want right. action. And 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 that, again, yeah. it's it's the fucking black people are the ones making fun of them for it <laughs> because of it's, how it's ridiculous. Lip service. It's yeah. It's it's campaign rhetoric yeah. that's never going to actually. Uh, and and it makes me mad because that legitimate outrage when they they use it for their political gain by the time the election season's over. 
uh, guess what's not in the news cycle anymore? You know, and like it's like moving on, whatever yeah. the next thing on the agenda is, and it's it's bullshit, bro. Like we're we're all uh, needing to focus on like where we should be putting our outrage. Like that's the biggest question: is where that's the whole what theme? should you be outraged at? That's the whole theme of this goddamn show. It is because people I noticed this happening. This we've done this about almost five years now, and and people really do just they put the, a lot of energy into a lot of things that are, are very fleeting. And, and aren't really important to the big picture. And I'm glad that you brought a very big picture thing uh, here. We are going to end, uh, I think, uh, right there, on, man. there. However, thank you for coming on, Cody. Well, um, yeah, dude, Phil, if you uh, if you want to come on uh, Sarcasm Morgan, yeah, too, by the way, I man, absolutely do, uh, as a matter of fact. Uh, uh, so we'll, we'll, yeah, talk, well, let's we'll make talk that about happen that soon. After, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You can follow me at fucking Phil. That's P-H-U-C-K-I-N underscore P-H-I-L-L. Um, you can email us at the fake outrage report at gmail.com. Sandeep Sen is on there well at Sandeep Sen Comic. I believe it's Sandeep, S-A-N-D-E-E-P, Sen Comic. And Cody, where do we get you if somebody wants to slide into your DMs? Yeah, the best resource would just be go to my website, mm-hmm. www.codyodell.com. Ooh, look at you all, C-O-D-Y Mr. Goddamn O-D-E-L-L. All right. <laughs> .com. Uh, links to my all my podcast comedy and everything is on there. So you can find anything <laughs> about me there. There we go. Uh, and oh, also, if you have a minute, give us five stars. Give Cody five stars. Give everyone iTunes five stars. We love that. Um, before five we go, stars. we normally I ask Soundeep Sen for a parting thought, but he's not here. Um, so I, I will just say, hey, keep your goddamn waiters and waitresses. Peace out, everybody. <laughs>